Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 23 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here as always with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm great. So Sarah and I are cheating. We're actually taping this two weeks ahead of when it will run because on the day we would have filmed, or not filmed, taped, um, we'll be together at the Beyond Retreat in Michigan. So excited. We don't see each other in person very often for those who haven't been following us. I know. We may sound like we're chummies, but... Few well, we are. We're just long distance we are. chummies. We're long distance chums. So today we're talking about um, food planning and meal prep and grocery shopping and all those things that we have to do to keep our families fed that sometimes aren't that fun. Yes. But actually can be a lot more fun if we kind of come at it with the right attitude and maybe the knowledge. Maybe that's the key. I don't know. Yeah. And I have um, to say, I have to jump in and say that of all the things that you've been wise about over the years that we've been <laughs> working together, this is probably an area where I feel like I've learned the most from you, if I step back and like, you know, think of it as like a reader, listener, um, learner of Megan things, this is probably like where I've really taken a lot of what you've written to heart. So, um, there's a lot we work on together and that, you know, of course I stand behind, but this is one where I always feel like you're teaching me because you just, you've just, I feel like you've shared a lot of ways that you've learned to love cooking for your family and made things easier. And I, it gives me hope. So, Well, that's good. Okay. So I want to back up really quick before we even get into this and just say like where I was when I had, let's say two kids under the age of six, you know, and a baby on the way. Um, I was a mess in the kitchen. Well, first of all, you know, one thing that kind of happens is you have a, you know, you have a baby and they don't really need to eat food. Right. And so you can really limp by for a very long time just sort of feeding yourself and your husband. I mean, you know, or, or him feeding the two of you or the two of you going out to dinner or whatever it is. It's kind of easy for a while, and then suddenly you have a family right. that needs to eat. And it, it happens very quickly. Like for me, it happened very, very quickly. And I, 
almost didn't see it coming. And then suddenly it was like, oh, we can't just rely on, you know, pizza delivery and takeout. I mean, we could indefinitely, but we don't want to um, for health and expense reasons and everything else. And yet here I'd been so focused on raising little kids and my arms always being full that it's not like I'd been just puttering around the kitchen having a grand old time figuring out how to cook during those years either. So I found myself in a very tough position of having this family to feed and no skills. I did not grow up learning how to cook for my mom. Um, No skills, no knowledge, no experience, no particular drive to learn. And it really wasn't until I think maybe Clara was born and everyone was getting older and I really wanted their family dinners to be a a thing, even Mm -hmm. if it wasn't an every night kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. which is like a routine kind of predictable thing we could count on that I realized I kind of had to get it together. And so, I don't know, that's kind of where we wound up. And it took me just getting in the kitchen a lot and trying things Mm -hmm. and making mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes and also not taking it so seriously. So would you say when you started kind of that transition, would you say you relied more on meal planning and recipes or more just on let's just get this done? In other words, were those things helpful to you or more stressful? Meal planning definitely was a lifesaver for me. Like having a certain day that I was, because I'll tell you what, things that are like kind of just second nature to me now, you know, if I go to the store, I need about this much uh, veg. I need about this much meat. I need about this much something else. Like that to me was foreign. I would end up going to the grocery store sometimes like three times in a week because I would totally misjudge. Or you do that thing where you got way too much uh, produce, but not nearly enough of the rest of it. And so there was always this imbalance. And I found myself in that position. So I did do some careful, I wouldn't say it was, um, anal at all, mm-hmm. like meal planning. Like, do you remember that post I wrote probably five years ago now? It was just kind of like n- themes of the night. The six meal shuffle. Me. Oh yeah. Yeah. The six I have meal it shuffle right here in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't really rely on that anymore. But at that point when I was still trying to figure out if I just knew every Tuesday was going to be taco Tuesday or whatever, mm-hmm. I think it actually maybe was taco Tuesday. Then that, then I knew about what I needed to have for Tuesday. And if I knew, you know, Monday was going to be, I don't even remember what it was now. Meat Monday, meatloaf Monday. What I think it? you said, well, Mondays you said were typically like meat, starch, veg, like the more traditional yes, plate. That's what I, yeah. Because you were shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. Well, yeah, what yeah, I yeah. loved about that post, um, and I, I remember reading it the first time, and I don't think I was working for you at the time, so it was just no, a reader. No, I don't think so. And um, just being like, now this is the kind of meal planning that I can do because I like this may surprise people because I am very detail oriented and I like to plan but meal planning it's never clicked for me maybe someday I'm still a work in progress and um the details of recipes and shopping for recipes is like too much like I I just Mm -hmm. I don't know like it's just never been quite right for me but what you wrote about called the six meal shuffle is just like what you said like kind of earmarking one day for this, one day for this. And then what I loved about that in the post is that you said like, depending on the time of year and your energy and how much bandwidth you had, you could make like ethnic night into like a time to try a new recipe or new technique, or you could have black bean quesadillas, you know? So there was room for um, you to kind of go with where your own energy was and still have a plan, which was the first time I ever read something that felt like a happy medium between meal planning and just winging it. I loved it. Well, and a lot of meal plans, you know, I've looked at meal plans before, you know, like uh, downloadable ones online or templates or samples. And it's a, it's like every meal. I mean, I can't right. think about what I'm going to be eating for breakfast seven days right. a week. That's too much. Yeah. Lunch, meal, you know, breakfast, lunch, yeah. snacks, and meals. I mean, 
I know you have to, sometimes you have to sort of loosely plan for those things because you have to have enough food in the house. But those are the kinds of things I think kind of can just work themselves out a lot of the times. Right. Um, you don't necessarily need a really detailed plan. And right. I'm also terrible at following recipes. Me too. Like I'm the person who will go back and look at the same recipe. Like I'm not even kidding. 22 times. It's like a six line recipe yeah. and I keep going back obsessively looking at it. Yeah. I have a really hard time with that too, which, yeah. So it takes some time. Like really the thing is like getting in the kitchen and trying it again and again. And in the last episode we talked about, um, soups and stews and I was just saying how, for a while, I was very intimidated by stew recipes, which is like the simplest thing in the world. But sometimes it would make it. Seem and they do have a lot of ingredients. I feel like that right. that was something that because I yeah we talked about this last week. I love making soups also, but that is one thing. And a lot of times the ingredients are seasoning, spices, and seasoning, depending on what kind yeah. of soup or stew you're making. And so it just looks like six different things, but it's just dry spices, most of which you already have. So it's right. not quite as intimidating. But yeah, I agree. One thing I really like to do just in in to address that spice thing, I really love to go to like good spice shops um, and buy their seasoning blends. I mean, you can buy them anywhere. Like you can buy seasoning blends at the grocery store as well. But I think sometimes there's something fun about yes. buying. Do you have Penzi's blend or something? There? Penzi's is. We don't. Oh, uh, don't think so. I think they're based in the Midwest, but they're it, they're not okay. huge. Because I think I want to say they're based in like Wisconsin or something. Oh, and okay. then um, it's P E N Z E Y, and they do have online ordering. And there was a couple big ones in Arizona, and they're they can be very affordable. I think depending on what you're buying, because sometimes some right. spices are just pricier. Um, but same thing, really fun to buy, and I think you can order online. So we'll have to look that up and link to Penzi's because that's a really fun one. Okay, cool. Yeah. And there's like, ours, I think are more local, local. Like there's one in Grand Rapids I'd like to go to. There's one in Chicago. I don't think we even have one here in town. So to me, that's like a couple times a year, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go a few times a year and just load up on stuff. Um, but what I like about that is if I go and get, you know, some kind of dried herb blend mm-hmm. and it's for, for poultry, mm-hmm. let's just say, well, then I know that I can use that instead of anything else that's advertised or that's, you know, recommended in any recipe. Right. So I might read, I'll do very piecemeal about mm-hmm. recipes. Like I'll say, okay, I'm going to take their advice on how long to cook it yes. at what temperature, I'm getting but I'm going to ignore too. all the rest. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ignore the herbs. I'm just going to use what I want or what I have on hand. Right. Um, that just comes, that comfort level, I think only comes with just doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. But sometimes having a blend just makes that part that much. Because you know someone out there, some expert, right. decided these four herbs taste great on beef or pork or whatever. So you don't have to think about it. And I would go it. as far to say, because we have a, a line of a few different um, spice mixes that are all, one is for chicken, one is for fish, and one is like spicy or something. And we've even started just mixing and matching those. Like the fish one is really good on all kinds of different things. So you can even break it And often the it's the same stuff. Further. You know, often there's the same you know, at least one or two of the, the herbs are as often the same right. as the other. And if you look, another good thing is if you look at the ingredients, it can kind of guide you. If you are doing something without a spice mix in the future, you kind of just know, okay, well, in this one, there was some of this and some of that. So if you're, you know, trying to stretch yourself yeah. and not rely on the mix, um, you can at least look at the ingredients and kind of see what's, what's in there. Don't you feel like there's only, you know, not that many, at least common herbs and spices that people would have just, you know, in their cupboard, there aren't that many truly polarizing ones. Right. And by that, I mean, there aren't that many that are so specific right. in their taste that they would taste gross in something you didn't mean for them right. or that someone who wasn't, you know, like I know cilantro. Like I know. That's what I was like going to bring up. Are you a cilantro person? Do you like cilantro? I love cilantro. I love cilantro. Like the more, the, the more cilantro, the better. But me to me, that's a pretty specific yeah. taste. You know, I wouldn't necessarily put that in, in everything, but I'd, anything Mexican, um, a lot of Indian dishes I'd put it into. I know. So, I'd put it on like, almost anything. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's delicious. I love it. A lot of people don't. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Um, dill is another one. Yeah. Dill has a very specific flavor. So like if people don't like dill and you put too much, yeah. it's obvious. Yeah. But something like, I don't know, marjoram. Yeah. Even, you know, I feel like it's really difficult to, unless you're trying yeah. to mess a dish up with marjoram. Yeah. Or something like that. It just, those feel like they kind of all go in this middling ground where it's sort of like you can eyeball it a little bit right. and it's not that big of a deal. Right. And I, and sometimes it depends if it's dried, crumbled spice, you know, like powdered spices, those are a little more intense than if it's, um, I guess, dried leaves are a little bit less intense. Right. So that kind of thing makes a difference. But I just feel like experiment because it's usually not going to mess it up as much as you think. And I, I know you said in the last episode that you were an under-seasoner. I am. It was soups. Is it because you're yeah. afraid? Um, Are you afraid? Yeah, or I'm tentative. Like, I don't want anyone yeah. to be overpowering because I'm not sure if it's the right one. <laughs> 
So, right. Because so you're just guessing. And I go light. And I also sometimes have trouble with volume. Like I'm really spatially, very spatially challenged. Oh, I'm terribly. Like extremely. Terrible. So yeah. sometimes that's part of it is I just don't understand like the relational, like how much of a spice for this much soup. I tend to make big pots of yeah. soup. Um, I want to say something about meal planning for those who are like in the trenches as we talk about. Um, yeah. Because we're, we're kind of talking recipes and techniques right now, but one thing that's really helped me in the seasons where there ain't no recipes being followed, man, like none, um, is that that doesn't mean you can't have a loose plan. And it took me a long time to realize that one one thing that helps me is to plan for the cop-out dinners. And uh, to me, a cop-out dinner oh, yeah. is something that I don't follow a recipe and I didn't shop for specifically. So it's based on what's around. And sometimes there's two weeks straight of cop-out dinners. But if you... If you plan for a cop-out dinner, if you know that it's going to be like quesadillas and a thrown-together salad for the grown-ups or whatever, um, if you plan for it or if I plan for it, I feel a lot less like guilty or like a failure about like it. getting away with something, if it's, right? If it's on my calendar, that like that day is going to be crazy or Brian's out of town, so I'm just going to plan for French toast. We do French toast a lot for um, dinner when Brian's out of town, which is whole wheat bread, eggs, milk. I mean, there's like – it's not a terrible – option. Um, but if I, if I get to five o'clock and that's the only idea I have, it sort of feels like, man, I failed. (laughs) But if, but if it's planned for, then I feel like I know. And what happens is I usually end up upping my game on the other meals because I, I've planned for a cop out. And so the icon cop outs, Mm -hmm. maybe that has like a negative connotation, but, um, so it took me a long time to, to, have to understand the difference between I think of a meal plan and I think of full blown recipes with a side of, you know, fresh bread warmed in the oven. And I'm such an all or nothing that if we, if it wasn't that I wasn't going to plan anything. And that is a recipe for disaster, (laughs) pun intended. So um, if you know that it's going to be a week of cop outs, plan the cop outs, tell the kids it's breakfast for dinner night tonight. We're ordering pizza tomorrow. Don't ask me to order pizza today because we're doing that tomorrow. You know, so just, Do ha- having a meal plan doesn't have to be for like when you're on your game. It can also be for when, you know, you're stretched thin. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I loved the post that you wrote about cop-out dinners a few years ago. Yeah. And I remember you felt sheepish when you wrote it because you're like, these are such cop-outs. Like these, this doesn't even count. Well, I can't believe I'm writing a post. actual how-to instructions. That's the part that I yeah. like because I was like, I, I wrote like how-tos on the French toast that I make, on the scrambled eggs that I make. I was like, did I just write a post telling people? But we all start somewhere. Yeah. And when I, you know, when uh, there was a time I didn't know how to make French toast either. I mean, yeah. so it it all, you know, we all start from someplace and sometimes you might know how to make something great, but something super obvious yeah, that's that true. other I people know how to do. Yeah, gotten a lot better like than, yeah. than how I made them 10 years ago. And I just learned how to make an egg over medium like two years ago. Oh, that's nice. So, I mean, yeah. So I used to only do scrambled because it was just easier. Yeah. So, I, you know, we all learn different things at different times. And I, I did love that. Um, one thing I love that, about that whole idea too, though, is, you know, you can have things in your cupboard or in your fridge that just make those cop-out meals that much easier. Mm. And, you know, like a jar of really good spaghetti sauce. Yeah, of mm. course, I like to think that I'll always make my own. Right. But um, I have this one brand that I really like. It's called Mids. And I think that the sauce is really good. I mean, it tastes very similar to homemade. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the best jarred sauces I've had. So if I just have a couple of those in the cupboard at all times and some noodles at all times and a uh, thing of garlic bread in the freezer, that's one of those cop-out meals right. that takes 15 minutes to make that yeah. doesn't really feel like a cop-out. Right. Exactly. You know? 
Um, another one that I like to have on hand, and we talked about sausage for flavoring stews uh-huh. and soups. Um, I like to just have sausage always in my drawer because sausage doesn't go bad very fast. Uh-huh. So you don't have to buy it like at the beginning of the week right. and intend to cook it by Wednesday or whatever. Um, you know, it's all seasoned right. and salty and stuff and it lasts forever um, and pre-cooked generally. Mm-hmm. So you can have a sausage, slice it up and throw it on top of some noodles, mm-hmm. slice it up and throw it on top of some rice. That is a meal that feels like a meal. Yeah. But it's something that you can make, you know, brown the sausages up in seven minutes and and make so fast and so easily. So those all count too. And sometimes when I do my meal, I know we were going to talk about meal planning and grocery shopping. We're really mostly talking about cooking because I went off on a tangent. (laughs) But at the beginning of the week when I'm going shopping, I'll sometimes glance at my cupboards to see what I have. But I almost don't pay too close of attention because I like the surprise Uh sometimes of thinking I don't have something. And then being like, wait a second. <laughs> I know what we could Look do. Look what I have in here. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, it makes – having those things on hand does make it feel less like like you failed. Agreed. And if the alternative is – I'm thinking of another great post you wrote about getting off the fast food habit that we can link to. But the main point yeah. is that it, if it's – if the alternative is ordering pizza or fast food, then even a cop-out is usually healthier and less expensive. Um, with, yeah, almost girl. without, you know, without exception. Um, exactly. And you can, and you can usually have it on the table faster. Right. Yeah. Win, yeah. win, win. There's nothing wrong with grilled cheese and a side of broccoli. Right. Or whatever. Right. So. Um, so do you in general meal plan on Sunday, Monday, shop on Monday? Let's transition to kind of the functional. Yeah. How do you um, do that? I used to be very much in a sh- uh, meal plan on Sundays, shop on Mondays. That was my routine for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of readjusting that now. I used to do that because it felt like I would always run out of food by Saturday. Mm-hmm. And now that the kids are in school and I'm a little more, it's a little more easy for me to shop whenever I want. I'm kind of readjusting that. I'm also trying to do more of my shopping at Aldi mm-hmm. um, because I just get such great deals there and they do their fresh meat and other specials on Wednesdays. Okay. So I'm trying to get to where I'm shopping more on Wednesdays, but right now that's a little bit in flux. And I still love the feeling of sitting down on a Sunday evening you know, with my paper or my mm-hmm. magazine or whatever in my kitchen and I'm cooking something because Sundays happen usually are the days we have really not very much going on mm-hmm. and I might hang out in my kitchen all day on a Sunday. Um, and sitting down, you know, with the sales flyers and making a, a meal plan, I, I kind of love doing that on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a hard time giving up the Monday shopping even though sometimes I think it would work better. Yeah, I love the Monday days. shopping too. Uh, I, yeah. I'd be the same way. the beginning of a attached. week. Yeah. It just feels like a reboot, you know. Yeah. Um, Sometimes what ends up happening is I'll shop on Monday, but I'll be busy on a Monday because I've got a lot more going on on Mondays mm-hmm. than I did. And then I'll have to go again on a Thursday or something. And I'm actually kind of embracing that. Like, it's not that big of a deal when you don't have to bring kids. Right, it is exactly. a much bigger deal when say. you do. You can pop in. You can pop in. And sometimes, though, when you do have little kids, sometimes just going, you know what? I'm just going in the store for 25 minutes and I'm just going to do three days worth of shopping can also make it a little more manageable. Yes, sometimes. that's true. So there's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you've got a kid who throws tantrums or cries or whatever, and you just don't think you can get through an hour-long shop trip to right. the big box right. super grocery store, you know, it might just be make more sense to go do a half an hour at the local market where you can't get everything, but right. you can get enough for Monday through Wednesday. Yeah, and I so I survival. So I shop on Mondays for sure. Um, we usually end up going again on like sometimes Friday afternoon, sometimes Saturday morning or Sunday morning, because Brian loves to cook and he loves to cook more interesting, 
complicated, yeah. like mm-hmm. saw this recipe somewhere, wants to try it where he spends like most of the day in the kitchen experimenting. And I'm like the functional, get it on the table cook. So we'll go again. And that's like our indulgence. We usually go to Whole Foods. So I don't, I don't shop at Whole Foods Ooh. regularly, but we'll go either as a family or he'll go. And so then that can also fill the gap. If we're really out of something or if we have like no fruit in the fruit bowl, he can pick up some bananas or something. So then that usually kind of ties us over. And I split my shopping. I'm a Trader Joe's. You're an Aldi. You're going to have Aldi Trader Joe's throw down. Um, <laughs> uh, we don't Very have- different things. Very <laughs> different things. I feel like people get, um, get passionate about them in the same way, maybe. They are, but to me, they serve very different purposes. So. Yeah. I guess I don't know Aldi. I just know people. I feel like people feel equally passionate about them. To me, to me, Trader Joe's is where you'd go if you want like interesting sauces and th- condiments and, and yeah, you but want that I don't feeling. Really get any of that stuff at Trader Joe's and I do all my normal grocery shopping there. So I think I it, don't know how you it, it's close to me <laughs> and the <laughs> yeah. cost is the price is right. Um, yeah. But then I, I supplement with Costco. So Costco is big bulk and Costco oh, has really okay. good prices on especially organic produce, not produce. I don't get a lot of produce at Costco unless it looks really good. Um, but a lot of times yeah. it's not. No, uh, meat, eggs, and dairy organic is like real, for oh, okay. the size of our family and how much we use and have, I have a backup fridge in the, in the garage. So those are yeah. my like two, I don't do them both in the same week usually, but I can alternate. I will, I will be honest that I have not stepped foot in a Trader Joe's in probably five years. We just don't have one here. Yeah. And when I lived in Chicago, I never really took the time to learn how to shop it correctly. Yeah. So I'd go in and, you know, load up in the cheap wine section yeah. and then kind of wander around like, overwhelmed because I didn't understand the layout. And I think it's changed. And then I'd leave and I'd be like, why do I have a carton of ice cream? All their produce. That was the thing. Everything was packaged. Yeah. So So, I felt like it was more for like single people. Yeah. And I think it's just come a long way. I still don't think it's the very best for produce. Um, but we have like a, like farmer's markets and we have like a growers direct, like direct produce market. Um, so in an ideal world, probably, yeah, there would be a better, but I do, I do my everyday normal grocery shopping at Trader Joe's and I don't buy a lot of packaged, I don't do a lot of packaged snacks there or, or bottled sauces. They do have some fun, interesting things, but I actually just do like normal garden variety shopping, mostly for the prices. And I, I like it better than the big box stores, but it's not as pricey as Whole Foods. Even like, even with the kids, like I feel like the big box stores, then it's like everything with like SpongeBob fruit roll-ups and magazines yes. in the checkout line. It's like that's like seventy-two thousand fights waiting to happen. So and I feel like you also fall down that rabbit hole. Like you're you're in there's so much variety that you end up you know you're looking at the the crackers and yeah. it's like how many crackers how, didn't even know there was this many kinds of crackers. Yeah. You know it's just too much sometimes. So I try to stay out of those. We had our local kind of regional big box is called Meyer. Uh-huh. Um, we do have a Costco, but it's probably forty five minutes away. Meyer is everywhere. Um, but it's just you know I'll go the, great deals, great deals. Right. I like Meyer and they have a really good um, uh, cash register res- uh, coupon thing where okay. you'll you'll get really good register receipts like your. Uh, I guess coupons. They're just mm-hmm. you'll get like five dollars off your next meat purchase oh, or whatever. Right. But then you have to go back. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And it sometimes is just too much for me. Well, I feel like and grocery, Aldi has gotten like a lot better too. Grocery stores are like a highly like quirky personal fr- preference thing, and you get really attached. And then I've like had shifts mm-hmm. over the years where I like I wasn't always a Trader Joe's person or a Costco person. So yeah. it just it's funny. Like we get, and then the better you get at that store, then it's hard to change, right? You're like I can't. Right, go. absolutely. I don't know where the you know where everything is, is yeah. and yeah, you kind of lo- you figure out how to work their deals. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Well, and and I and I will say as to your point about Trader Joe's being a lot different and Aldi is exactly the same. Like if you haven't shopped in Aldi for a while, try it. I mean, they've got a gluten-free line, huge organic line now. Um, a lot of interesting stuff they didn't used to have like coconut oil and cashew butter and just okay. all kinds of cool stuff and like their deli areas great. I you think don't have Aldi is coming to California. Didn't I read that? I think yeah, I sent I th- that to you. Yeah, I think so. It, in California was one of the only states that it wasn't in for whatever reason. But yeah, I think now. It yeah, I have not been so. in one. Um, do you have Sprouts? Or is Sprouts a... No. Sprouts is we, another... I mean, I don't even have a Whole Foods. Sprouts is another like poor man's Whole Foods. And I don't... Yeah, right. I don't know how regional it is. Um, I can never get 100% behind going there for some reason because... But I think it's it works really well also if you're if you're not quite ready to pay Whole Foods prices, but like a lot of fresh produce and um, and their layout is really nice and open and they have a nice big deli section which Trader Joe's doesn't. I mean their deli meat is packaged and stuff. So um, yeah. Anyway, that's another one. I've also never been to a Wild Oats. Is that the other one? Wild yeah, Oats? I think that is a thing in the. I feel like I remember that from the Midwest. I don't think we have that. Okay. So many yeah. choices. Um, so many choices. I was going to ask, so do you um, do you go in with a specific list or more of your kind of general meal plan and see what's good? I usually have a fairly specific list. Um, 
But sometimes you got to like pinch hit because mm-hmm. sometimes something's on sale and they're out of the quantity you need. Or right. like I'll find oftentimes what ends up happening is the meat that's on a great sale. The portions are too small and I can't make the portion work like I could get more than one. Right. But then it doesn't add up. Right. You know, and sometimes you can go to the butcher counter if, if it's that kind of store. Um where you can go to the butcher and ask for a specific size cut or whatever, but not all stores are like that. So sometimes you just have to be able to kind of pinch it. And so my list is fairly specific. I write the meal plan at the top. Okay. So that I can glance up if I know something's not working out, you know, and I don't panic. I just kind of look at the top and go, okay, rejiggering. Like I can't do, um, you know, chuck roast because they're out or for right. whatever reason. So what other, what could I substitute? And often it's really simple. I mean, maybe it'll be a, a chicken instead because the vegetables I was going to have with it would totally work with chicken. Right. Um, but again, a lot of that is just being comfortable and mm-hmm. some of that won't happen until you do it a lot and you break out of your sort of fear-based rut of right. only being able to cook chicken breasts, which right. I was in that rut for many, many years. The only kind of chicken I would even buy were Boneless, skinless breasts yeah. and drumsticks. Yeah. Because I knew how to cook them. Right. And they weren't scary. But, you know, once I kind of branched out into whole chickens and split breasts, you know, where it's like the butterflied. Right. Um, yeah. Those are super easy to make too. Like, it just any cut of meat it does not have to be as scary as we kind of make it. Right. And that's the same with any kind of grain, um, any kind of rice that you're not familiar with, right. any kind of bean you're not yeah. familiar with. There's just basic stuff you can do. And if you screw it up, you screw it up. Um, you try again next time. Another thing along those same lines that I feel like I had a revelation about was in terms of buying vegetables, if you have young kids and your kids are not eating a ton of the vegetables that you're making, I feel like I was assuming that salads were our best bet for a long time. I, I really like salads. They make a good side or they even can make the whole meal. My problem is I hate making salads, like hate them. I don't like washing yeah, lettuce. Not, I don't okay. like bagged lettuce. Yeah. I, don't, I hate the whole thing. I'm they good. don't taste as good at home either. I don't no. think. Um, and so what would happen is I'd buy a lot of salad material, romaine lettuce, spinach, and yeah. salad stuff also goes bad the fastest. And so I would put yes. off making the salad thinking, I'll throw together a salad to go with this meal, which I would never do, and it wouldn't happen. Right. And then we're not eating the vegetables, mostly my husband and I, because the kids, would, I would be like throwing carrot sticks at them anyway or whatever. Um, so I now buy way more vegetables that work well cooked because I have more choices for how to cook them. They last longer. And if I do want a salad, you're right. It ends up being something we order if we're out or we do on the weekend if we're making one of those, you know, more interesting meals. So um, it just used to be my default, like, well, Brian and I need our green vegetables, so I'm going to buy a bunch of romaine lettuce and spinach. And then I would just look at it and feel guilty and not make salads all week. So I buy so many vegetables now, like more, and I don't usually have a plan for them. But most of them, mushrooms kind of get slimy quick. Um, but other yeah. than that, most of them are fine for like a week. And so then I just have choices about what I pair them with, how I cook them. You and I both love roasting vegetables, but you know, Brian's more of like a stir fry saute person. So if he's mm-hmm. home, we'll do that. So that's another thing that it's, I, I kind of had to like give up on the idea of a side salad for a while. I like that. And I feel like I also have to put in a little plug right now for frozen vegetables, mm-hmm. um, especially when you have a smaller family or smaller kids and you don't know how much. Right of whatever, you know, fresh produce you buy, they're actually going to eat in a week. Right. I mean, now I know if I buy whatever amount of vegetable I buy, it'll go. Right. But when the kids were smaller, I really relied sometimes on a bag of peas because mm-hmm. I could dole it out in small contain, you know, in small portions yeah. and it would get eaten. And, and I, there's a big, even now, even with as much as, you know, women's magazines and stuff have talked about how frozen vegetables are, they're like nutritionally very good for you mm-hmm. because they're picked 
in the height of freshness, especially if you live someplace like I do, where you're kind of far away, often from the, right. the produce by the time it gets to you, the frozen is often your better bet. And there's still sort of, I feel like this prejudice mm-hmm. about it. Um, some things don't work as well frozen. I don't know that I'd ever get like frozen cauliflower. Although, I mean, I guess I've never tried it, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. And if, some you're, things, doing, like, if, if I'm, you're doing something with a lot of flavor or a stir fry or something, then it really doesn't matter. Or mixing or mixing frozen with fresh, like frozen corn and frozen right. peas, you know, great to throw in yeah. with other stuff that you bought fresh for fried rice or like a stir yeah. fry or whatever. And I guess if you want to, if you want to roast, which relies on some dry, like right. them to be fairly dry, I would just make sure you, def- you know, take them out of the freezer, like hours right. in advance and let them naturally defrost and then if you need to drain them and if you need to like maybe blot them with a paper towel to get that extra moisture right. off. Right. But otherwise, I mean, it's just, it's such a good option. It's such yeah. a very easy, good, inexpensive option and it takes a lot of the pressure off of using it right away. Yeah. So. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I know you need to wrap things up, don't you, Sarah? I know this pretty soon. Kind of I'm off to volunteer app. in the classroom, which we talked about uh, two episodes ago. <laughs> episode 21 Um, but yeah no this has been great I feel like it's really helpful to hear how other people approach this and I hope it's helpful to hear that you know you don't have to have a meal plan every week I really don't I feel like this I feel like this was more of like the like laying out the um the philosophy and we could almost really do a show just digging into the actual process for both of us but it's a lot to cover I mean it's a big thing for us and it, it it's like one of those things that like tends to take up a lot of our mom energy. It it does. And I think it's loaded. If you're not someone who loves to cook or has been well-trained, it it can be loaded with some guilt. Like, you know, if I can't, if they're not going to eat this, why bother? You know, it didn't work last time. So why try again? So it can be kind of discouraging if you're, if you're aiming for a standard that maybe isn't possible. But I think one of the things that you did a really good job over the last few years on the happiest home is like, you know, offering ways to improve and things to strive for without that sort of unrealistic standard. So I agree. I'd like to throw in another really quick plug for the episode I just did of the home hour yeah. a couple weeks ago with uh, Aliana Trinilla because she's written a couple of, she's a food blogger. She's written a couple of cookbooks mm-hmm. and she'll still be the first person to admit that she does not always cook for her family. It does not always look like them all sitting around the table together every night. Yes, and I she love still that. makes a lot of mistakes. I she makes that. mistakes even though she does it for a living. And so we're all allowed that was episode to learn and make mistakes. Three, I think, right? We'll put it in okay. the show notes, but in case you're listening and you're, you want the next podcast to listen to and you're not going to go over to the website. I'm pretty sure that was 63. Cool. Well, this was great. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in real life around the time this airs. will be great. Um, Everybody, you can always email us hello at themomhour.com and find everything we talked about today at our website, themomhour.com. This was episode 23. And you'll find all the episodes there. You can leave us a comment there or a question, an idea for another show. Um, And then anything we talked about, we talked about a lot of good resources today. So we'll link to those all in the show notes at episode 23. Sounds great. Perfect. See you later, guys. See you in a week. Uh Uh-huh. You too. Bye-bye. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. 
Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits in self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes. 